Well, good morning. Welcome to our Sunday service. It's lovely to have you uh, with us. Welcome to our lounge. I'm Martin. This is my family here. Hello. And we're going to be leading Hello. the first 10 or 15 minutes of our service. Do um, say hello in the comments section below. And uh, there are plenty of people that will want to say hello to you uh, too. So welcome. Uh, particularly do let us know if this is your first uh, time. Now, we've got a fun-packed morning this morning. Hopefully you didn't miss out on the 10 o'clock kids service, also on our YouTube channel. If you did miss that and you want to watch it, it's still there so you can catch up uh, later. Um, but we've got a few things that I want you to think about while people are getting ready. Big thank you to everyone who did their join-in photos when we were young. Incredibly popular one uh, this week. So uh, that was great bring to see some pictures of people that we'd never seen before when they were younger. Uh, I, should, I haven't got one for next week. What do you reckon we should do for next week? What Join should we get? Photos. What do you reckon of people, pictures of people doing anything? Pictures of people dressed up when they were younger. Or just dressed up, shall we? Yeah. So dressed up maybe smartly, dressed up maybe in um, fancy dress, something like that. Or so children dressed up in fancy Or children dress. dressed up in fancy dress. So. There you go, that's Ellie's choice. You send a picture of you dressed up either smartly or unusually. I've got one of me in a line outfit, so maybe I could send that one in from a long time ago. The crazier the better. Right? The crazier the better, but send photos, but yeah, smartly dressed or fancy dress, please send photos to join.in at holybaptist.org.uk. Now, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you have to think, yeah, we'll get lots yeah. of Elsa's probably. Lots, lots of Elsa's, yeah. Or Ladybug. Or Ladybug, yes. Yeah. You probably don't know who Ladybug is. Now, Ellie, you have decided what our discussion is going to be this morning, haven't you? And what our top five is. What is it? It is top five children authors. Top five children authors. So in a moment I'm going to bring you the top five children authors. But I want, want what I want you to do is write in the comment section your favourite books as you were kids, favourite author or favourite books. I mean, I loved um, Enid Blyton, I loved Caroline Keane. If you know who Caroline Keane is, write it in the comment and who, what book she wrote. Um, Ellie, what's yours? Um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling. Rowling. What do you like? Nemo. Nemo, Nemo. Disney stuff, Disney yeah. Things. What books do you read? I, well, Ellie's got some of my books that I read as a, as a child, so I had two things that I think were my favourites. One was Enid Blyton, so The Magic Fairway Tree. Oh yes, yeah, Thank I just you. love that one. And yeah. then the other is A.A. A. Milne, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, uh, I wasn't really into that. No. So. I liked the Three Investigators. Anyone Mommy, read that? Or The Hardy Boys. Or anything Joel loves like, Winnie the Pooh. He's just popped Willard up. Willard Price. I, had, I loved books when I was younger. Anyway, we'll move on. So, <laughs> right in the comments section. Uh, in a moment, I'll bring you the top five children authors. But before we do that, we have got some congratulations. Ooh. So first of all, congratulations to David, Mary and Emily. Uh, Emily now has a little sister called Freya Faith. She was born on the 29th of September, so massive congratulations, oh, congratulations. to them. Here's a picture. Oh, lovely. And also massive congratulations, groundbreaking news. Dan and Elise. Uh, Elise gave birth to a baby girl, as yet name unknown, at 5.55am uh, on Saturday morning, so 10th of the 10th, 20, 10, 10, 20. It's my day uh, that I chose. And if you're a woman and you like to know these things, um, she was £6.15. Okay, here's another photo. 
There we go. Ah. So that's enough of that silly stuff. Right, now, top five <laughs> children's authors, according to a website that I found. I can't remember what it is. So at number five, you quite like this, Dr. Seuss. Oh, yes, you do like Dr. Seuss, don't you? Yeah, you've got a few. Cat in the hat. Um, the one about the boy that has nose of a elephant. Duck. Duck. Duck feet. Duck feet, yeah. And the one that you watched a film about was the Horton and the Who or something. Horton and the Who, yeah. Yeah, so that's number four, Dr. Seuss. Number five, Dr. Seuss. Number four, Eric Carl. Oh, um, yes. You know this one as well. Mm, hungry. The Hungry Caterpillar. The Hungry Caterpillar, yes. Obviously, a very, very popular book. Number three, we've got a lot of her, these books. Julia Donaldson. Unless you've had kids recently, you may not know who Julia Donaldson is, but she's one of the top authors. The Gruffalo is probably the most famous Gruffalo's one. Child. Yeah. And Room on the Broom. Um, think of another one, Ellie. Stickman. 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 Yeah. Lots of them. Anyway, and there's lots, lots of them. them. Right. <laughs> Number two. Favourite time. Oh, dear. Joel's just fall into the Lego. Uh, number two is Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. You've got, you got loads of Roald Dahl books. You quite like those, but you're not quite getting into those yet. And number one is Enid Blyton. Famous Five, Secret Seven, Magic Faraway Tree. Oh, all these wonderful books. Many, many, many books. Many, many books. So that's the top five children's authors. Just out of interest, has Julia Donaldson overtaken Enid Blyton in the number of books? That's just a... Well, yeah. I don't know, she's Somebody Google that. Yeah. Put yeah. it in the comments. It's a bit of a cheat, though. Gina <laughs> Donaldson books are quite short. Anyway. Um, They're very good. Now, <laughs> we had from Angie and Neil a memory verse last week, which is Psalm 119, verse 105. We'll have a look a bit, uh, in a moment at um, quite a few people recited this one. So excellent, well done. We'll have a look at those in a sec. Um, we're not going to have a memory verse this time, although you will read a verse in a moment, because if you watch the 10 o'clock service, they've got memory verse in there. And I got a bit confused, because I was looking at the memory verses that people had sent in. It's like, there's different ones here. That's because they've done the memory verse oh, for the one in the morning. Too. So we're not going to do a memory verse for this service, because they're doing a memory verse in the other service, unless that changes, of course. But let's see uh, what, how people got on with Psalm 119, verse 105. Here we go. The word is a lamp for my feet. A light on my path. Psalms 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is like a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Psalms chapter 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105 Your word is like a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Wow, well, well done. done. That was amazing. Yeah, Very was popular good. and great yeah. job. Now, Ellie, I want you to read. Where's that verse I gave you? Yeah. 
because I thought I'd pick up on the theme of children's authors and authors, and I found a verse and a song with the word author in. So here we go. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9. And having been perfected, perfected. Jesus became the author of Ooh. eternal salvation to all who obey him. Yeah, thank you. Because of Jesus, we can have eternal life. We can spend forever with our God in heaven. We're going to sing a song about that called Mighty to Save. It says, Saviour, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So let's sing this together. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, kindness of a savior. The hope of nations and savior, he can move the my God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave, Jesus conquered the grave. Verse 2, so take me. Take me as you find me, all my fears and failures, fill my life again, give my life to follow, everything I believe in, now I can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. Forever, author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Hey Lord God, 
thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that because you conquered the grave, that you have conquered death not only for you, but for all humanity, that whoever believes in, in your name, whoever follows you, can spend eternity uh, with God, with our Heavenly Father. So thank you, Jesus, for that gift, freely given. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to sing one more song. I promise you this will be stuck in your head all day. And it talks about, it's got, it's a great little song, um, but if you want to look it up, it's called The King of Me by Ren Collective or Ren Cohen Kids. <laughs> You'll hear it done properly. If you want to hear it. <laughs> there are a lot of words. Martin's got it, but the rest of us maybe not There so are much. quite a lot of words, yeah. <laughs> now there are three Bible stories in this from the Old Testament. So Big see if you can spot them. Put them in the comments below when you spot the three really different like stories, verses. okay? She's giving the game away. Hearing me. <laughs> right. Monkey. Here we go. It's a little bit high. My God's the king of the lions My God's the king of the creatures of the deep My God's the king of me My God's the king of the giants My God's the king of the lions My God's the king of the creatures of the deep My God's the king of me Have you heard the story about my friend King Dave? Wouldn't let the giant stand in his way My God is bigger and I watch him fall. My God's the king of the giants. My God's the king of the lions. My God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the king of me. Have you heard the one about this guy called Dan? Yes, he was a mighty holy praying man. They'd throw him to the dead of the scary beast. But God saved a hero from the lion's team. My God's the king of the giants. My God's the king of the lions. My God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the king of me. Yeah, little dogs. This is more than history. For me, like Jonah and the well of sea, when I'm lost and afraid, all alone in the dark, you're with me. Oh, you're with me. My God's the king of the giants, my God's the king of the lions, my God's the king of the creatures of the deep, my God's the king of me. My God's the king of the giants, my God's the king of the lions, my God's the king of the creatures of the deep. My God's the king of me. My God's the king of me. Yes. Wee! I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> so, which were the three Bible stories Ooh. in there? Uh, the chorus, I think. The no, no, not the chorus, but verse one and verse. What were the Bible stories? The three Bible stories. Oh, yeah. So, David and the Giants. What's um, the giant's name? Uh, uh. Goliath. Well done, well yeah. Done. That's one. What's um, the other one? Uh, the lions in the den. Yeah, who was who was in the den with the lions? Uh, Daniel. 
Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Said Dan, didn't they? And then what was the um, other ones? We've been doing this recently in our service series. Jonah. Jonah and the whale. Well done. We got there in the end. It was a bit tricky because Martin removed the word so she couldn't cheat. It wasn't me. It was Joel. <laughs> it, was Joel. <laughs> it was Joel moved the word. So, very well. Well done. thank you so much for joining us. We're, um, we're going to pass on to everyone else. So what have we got coming up? We have got an interview with a lovely lady called Penny. Ooh. We have got a uh, second part of our sermon series, Bible for Grown Ups. That's Ooh. Neil doing that. Uh, it is, today is Homeless Sunday. And because of that, we are going to be hearing from the Renewed Hope Trust, the homeless charity in Red Hill. They're going to be telling us a little bit about them and leading us in our prayers. And we've got a couple of songs uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, hope you stick around and enjoy it. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. To begin with, it was obviously very strange and I thought, well, I wonder how long this is going to go on for, as everybody did. But I actually found it quite a freedom in it, which sounds strange. I had no obligations, I had nowhere I had to be, and therefore I could just do what I wanted to do, if you like, very selfishly, but I didn't have to be somewhere at a certain time. The worst thing was not being able to see my sister and secondly, not being able to go to church, which I missed terribly. And though I didn't have any internet or any means of visual contact with anybody, I had the phone. Um, so that was something that I could use a lot, ringing people every day, praying with people if they wanted me to. But I just found the weather I just came out into the garden and I enjoyed it. I felt it was a quite a long holiday, the first month and a half. I think I then began to qu question God in a way and sort of say, well, look, what is this all about? I started to ask God, I know you're in control. I know that you know all about this. You know exactly what's happening and you will turn what is evil into good. But how can we react? What can we do? And I, I'd been feeling for a few weeks just the word trust. And I thought, yes, God is the almighty creator. So he can do anything. We have to trust, not fear. Because if you trust and have faith, that takes away fear. And I haven't really had any fear of this. Anxiety anxious maybe but I've trusted God and that has been the word right the way through for six months. Then I started having people in my front garden, just one person and cups of coffee and that was wonderful to see somebody, a human face, to be able to talk to somebody in person. Then I came to the back garden and I thought right what can I do? I don't bake so strawberries and cream so I had people to have strawberries and cream in the garden and we had such we were blessed with such wonderful weather and then it grew into doing meals and I sort of probably do three meals a week now. They were all single people on their own so uh, I felt that was a way that I could do something mm. and I hope it has helped people. 
you, people have said to me that have come, yes, and one person in particular, it was a lifesaver at a time when she was very down and grieving, and, and therefore it's something which is still continuing twice a week and is good, and a friendship, has, a deeper friendship has developed between us, which is wonderful. I think one of the things that it has taught me, uh, what we said earlier about fear, I don't fear death because death is only a beginning. That is so important and I believe that if people can come to know God, they won't have this terrible fear. I mean, I, I just know, you know, um, faith is, is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Well, I. I hope for a better future, but I don't just hope, I know, I'm sure, and though it's beyond my comprehension as a human being, I know there is a most wonderful life awaiting me, and therefore don't fear, have faith, have trust, and just have the surety and the certainty that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are here and they're waiting for us.
we continue with the second in our series of what we've called the Bible for grown-ups where we're looking in a little bit more detail of what the Bible does say to us and even maybe what it doesn't say. I don't know if you were able to tune in last week and um, if you weren't can I recommend you hear what Martin had to say in the first of the series by going to the Holy Baptist Church YouTube channel. Last week we also had a fun quiz where we learnt that five trillion Bibles have been produced and even now over 100 million are sold every year. There's every chance that you have at least one Bible in your house um, and many of us and, and a lot of us have many different um, versions and translations. So it's an international bestseller but what does it say? I have to tell you that for the last five years, my New Year's resolution has been to read the Bible um, in its entirety in a calendar year. And for the last four years, I have failed miserably. But this year, I've actually just finished it in October. Um, maybe it's the only advantage of a lockdown year. And having read it from cover to cover, um, yes, I, my knowledge has improved and I feel that I have more idea what God wants for me in my life. But I also have to say that there are bits which I find difficult. There are bits that I don't fully understand. And therefore it's a really good thing for us to look to see what the Bible says. And to quote Martin from last week, we probably all know the stories in the Bible so we know Noah's Ark and Daniel in the lion's den, the feeding of the 5,000. But do we know the story of the Bible itself? This morning we're going to look um, a little at the first chapter of the first book, so Genesis chapter 1. Itself, a, um, sometimes a controversial bit of the Bible. It's the, chronologically, it's the start of the Bible. But I would perhaps argue in some ways it's not the beginning of the Bible. Let me give an analogy with the Star Wars franchise. I don't know if you enjoy Star Wars, I'm not a great fan I have to admit, but I do know there were nine films or nine main films made in three sets of three. They made the first three, which I consider to be the main story. 
George Lucas, the screenwriter, may have a different um, outlook, but I see the first three that were made were the main story. And then they made three more films that actually became numbers one, two, and three. So the main story were films four, five, and six. They made a prequel or a backstory to the main story. And they added three more films on to show what was the effect of the main story or how the overall story finished. Now, if you're a Star Wars fan and you totally disagree with that, please don't write in, that's my interpretation. But what I do know is that the Bible, the main story, is the resurrection of Jesus. And in a way, that's where the Bible starts. If it wasn't for the resurrection, there would be no Bible. Indeed, there would be no faith. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, puts it this way. glasses and if Christ hadn't been raised our preaching is useless and so is your faith we of all people should be pitied but then he goes on to say but Christ has indeed been raised so all in Christ all will be made alive and because of the resurrection, the church started shortly afterwards, starting in Jerusalem. And because of the resurrection, people wrote down an account of Jesus' life and what had happened. It wasn't because of his teaching, amazing as that was. It wasn't because of the crucifixion, as gruesome as that was. It was because of the resurrection of Jesus. And the message of Christ raised started to be preached and Gentiles, that is non-Jews, um, started to believe and they became Christians. And one of the things that they wanted, as in the Star Wars film, was the backstory to Jesus. And therefore the law, including Genesis and the prophets, became the backstory to the story of the Saviour. And if we look at Genesis chapter 1, let me read a first a few verses to you. Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And the Lord said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And the story continues that in day two, skies and seas were formed, then land and vegetation sun and moon, birds and fish, day six morning animals, then we catch up to verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. 
So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And there we have the story. And I guess the early Christians would have been amazed by that because it starts with, in the beginning, God. And that to them would have been revolutionary because in all the major traditions and civilizations of that time, they didn't have God, they had gods. So the Romans and the Greeks before them, the Egyptians, the Babylonians, every major civilization had their own gods. You had family gods, you had regional gods. If you moved house, you probably took your gods with you and maybe you found a new one. And the early Christians were told at the very beginning of Genesis 1, in the beginning, God. And we have one God. We are a monotheism. Although perhaps today we don't think that's not a big issue. But I do just wonder whether the gods, with a small g, more, we don't quite notice them as much as perhaps they did back in first century AD. Maybe our gods, with a small g, are now money, status, power, wealth, sex, celebrity even. And yet Genesis tells you at the beginning, in the beginning, God. We are to have one God. We are to shun the gods with the small g. The second thing that Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 tells us was, in the beginning, God created. There was a start. And to us intelligent people in the 21st century um, who follow science a little, we probably know that that is the truth. There was a start. But back to people in the first century, that was another revelation. The thinking until probably the 19th or 20th century was, well, the, the earth is flat um, and the earth has always been here. And therefore we read that God is a creator. And unfortunately, this is sometimes where we get distracted because we want to know the how. How was the worth the world created? And Genesis 1 tells us who. It was God. God created the earth. And it doesn't say how. It just says God spoke and we have no more information. So what do we learn from Genesis chapter 1? Firstly, there is one God. Secondly, it's a God who created. And the third thing that we read is that God created man in his own image. We are made like God. Which once again for the first century Christians would have been an amazing concept because the gods with a small g, would have, the stories went that man was created to serve them. And yet we read in Genesis chapter 1 that God made us like him. And then for us to rule over the world that he has created. He put us in charge. And then the most amazing thing happened. Is that God starts his rescue plan 
that when man makes bad decisions, turns his back on God, goes his own way, God puts a rescue plan in place. And that's, of course, where we started, the main story, the resurrection. And Genesis chapter 1 asks the big questions, the why questions. Why am I here and why do I matter? And answers with the fact that we are here on purpose and for a purpose. It doesn't say much about the how. But if you want um, more information about the Bible narrative of creation, then can I suggest that you go and purchase a copy of the John Lennox book, Seven Days That Divide the World. He's a scientist, an Oxford professor, and dare I say it, far more clever and better informed than me. But I would finish by reminding ourselves that we are made in God's image, which means every man, woman, and child we see bears the image of the Creator. And God wants image bearers that can know and relate to each other and know and relate to Him. And that's what Genesis 1 does say. It was like my husband dying. I've suffered with depression anyway. Always I've lost my job because I saved with depression. Come here and got me straight into night shows straight away. Which saved my life. Because I was going down a horrible path. Uh, and I would have died by carrying along that way. So how long were you in a tent? Well Yeah, no, I suppose. Really? Yeah.
very nerve-wracking experience at the start, um, you know, in that environment. Um, but moving around from church to church each night, and getting a lovely meal, um, you know, talking to different people and opening up about our problems was fantastic. It's like everybody says, you're sort of like your three paychecks away from becoming homeless, really. Yeah. The night show, um, it's been amazing. Um, uh, obviously it took a little bit of time for me to adjust to different kind of routine and stuff like that, but absolutely amazing. It's, um, it's just great that something like that's out there. You know, if I if I had to shout, I'll probably be dead. Yeah, you are. I know we've been filmed, but a few people are brilliant. Yeah. What you do, mate. I can't be. I can't be you up in a Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I wish I could. Don't give me money myself, but I'm gonna want it. Something's that. Something's that. It's okay. It's not. It's just. Um. Hopefully, one day we can. Yeah. Maybe. So heartwarming. Being in addiction and surrounded by addicts for so long is. Um. I've seen the bad side of people. Um. For for years, and now all of a sudden it's like really heartwarming to see volunteers giving up their time after after coming to going to work or even if they haven't been to work they're retired or whatever just coming and and giving their free time for strangers this uh, really restores your faith in in people what i can bring out of this i'll definitely have mates for the rest of my life and being one of them you know and being one of them even you Hugh. yeah you know um, they, you know, everyone helps each other in a different way. Oh, we try. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do our best. I feel humble. That's the right word. Yeah. I feel like I'm missed when I go missing. Here, I have a, uh, a place that people, people, uh, Feel affection for me, not love, not, but just kindness. And, and I've had that before. Um, and this sort of big move now to Shrewsbury Chapel is going to give us a bigger capacity to feed people and look after people, and just give us a better base. And especially now that we've got these sort of wet room, shower room, um, with all the facilities and a brand new kitchen, which I'm connecting up today with the hot and colds and getting it all running for them. So yeah, it's a fantastic thing, and I love giving back. Oh, I'm definitely going to be working again. I just need a roof first, even if it is a room. So it's, it's something now, and then I can get back up to work. I've, I've always said I need a hand up. I don't want a hand out. No, I don't want no donation. No, I don't beg. I don't oh. beg. I mean, I still do need your support anyway because I'm not, as much as it's not. I've got a place. That's the end of it. It's not because I've got to resettle back into. I want to say normal life. It would be really nice to have a bath. Hi there, I'm Anna from um, Renew Hope Trust. I'm the project coordinator here. Um, thank you so much for your support at Holy Baptist Church in running the Winter Night Shelter. It was great to have you back on board as a venue last year. Um, since then, we turned drop-in into a sandwich takeaway service um, during lockdown, and we reopened drop-in in August, um, providing a hot lunch six days a week and a sandwich takeaway um, on Saturdays. 
We also launched a food bank in response to the um, COVID pandemic, which continues at Rygate Baptist Church. You may have already heard that this year we're unable to run the winter night shelter due to COVID, um, but we're still going to be here to support the homeless and vulnerable with our drop-in and food bank and however we can support the councils. We do have a lot to pray for, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Renewed Hope, the ministry you have grown over the years, and thank you for all our volunteers and supporting churches like Holy Baptist who have made it possible. We thank you for all the lives touched by this work and for how you have blessed them in their times of darkest need. Now, as we prepare for a winter without a shelter, I ask you to give the charity's trustees and staff the wisdom to make the right decisions to provide an alternative service which will meet the guest needs in the same way. I pray we'll have enough volunteers to run the extended drop-in and that all training can take place so that they feel equipped to help in these new ways. I pray you will be with the decision makers in the council, the government and other agencies as they prepare for a time when they relied upon the help from charities to house the homeless. I pray no needy person will go forgotten this winter, that they will find the right service at the right time to support them in getting back on their feet once more. Father God, provider of all things, I pray that you will give Renewed Hope all the resources and donations they need to support the people who come through their doors in the coming weeks and months. I also pray that you will sustain the ministry of Hawley Food Bank locally, bringing them donations and volunteers they need. I thank you for their work and for the lives changed through that ministry. In this time of pandemic, I ask that you will protect all these services and their volunteers from coronavirus and that our area will not be subject to a local lockdown, which will prevent these ministries and our churches to flourish. Release us from a spirit of fear and remind us that in you we find peace and love. Bring healing to those hurting, peace to those grieving and friendship to everyone who is lonely. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's pretty much the end of our service. We've got one more song that we're going to sing together. Come People of the Risen King. Thank you so much to Steve and the musicians and the singers that put this together. But it's been great having you with us. Do, uh, like I said at the beginning, put your, uh, say hi in your comment section uh, below. And uh, yeah, remember we've got, loads of stuff on our YouTube channel and our Facebook page so do follow the Facebook page subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, yeah hopefully we'll see you uh, in the physical fairly soon so look after yourself and take care God bless bye